This episode is brought to you by Eufy Video Lock. Eufy is a smart lock with 2K cam and doorbell that's a three-in-one triple security, so you can have everything in one device rather than install many pieces on your front door. It's not just for security, but it's also for convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. It's easy to install and set up with just a Phillips screwdriver. It's got keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. It also has a rechargeable battery that could last around four months, and you'll get low battery notifications before it runs out. Passcode unlocking with a remote control with 2K clear sight to see who's at your front door and control from anywhere through the app. And with enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. No monthly fee, unlike other brands that will charge monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. This is the future. This is everything I love about what's happening with doors. In my opinion, this is an absolute no-brainer. I'm telling you right now, this is an absolute no-brainer. We installed them in the house, and it makes, especially when you have a family, it makes life so easy, so secure, so safe, and once again, so easy. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Thank you, thank you, gentlemen and coming. Hey guys, brand new podcast, and I am on the road. Birdie Blue Relapse Tour, Charlottesville, Youngstown, Ohio, Florence, South Carolina, and North Charleston, South Carolina this week but more importantly i want to talk about my guest today is dane cook dane cook has a special streaming right now on moment.co it's moment.co you do not need to do anything to find him it is right there on the front page i will be going to his premiere and if you're hearing this it'll be on moment.co for the next 14 days it's called above it all it is there for 14 days dane is the one of the best to ever do it he is absolutely hilarious. We have a fucking great podcast. We laugh the whole time and fuck around. I love this guy. Support live comedy. Support Dane Cook. Go to moment.co and 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 watch Dane Cook's special. It is there for the next 14 days. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my buddy, Dane Cook. This is Cast. Hey, hey, will you give me a beer? Yeah. Okay. Uh, whatever's in the cold in there. Yeah. Give me Shasta. Shasta? Dude, I remember. I remember. I remember. I remember the first grown-up thing I ever did was I, I was I. My mom got me a tab. Yeah. And I was like, and she's like, you'll like it. And tab was like the first. Tab was like the first diet drink. Yeah. Tab? Was it a diet drink? Was yeah, that was, considered a diet? Yeah. There wasn't Paul, so tab. Recording? Oh, nice, nice. We're in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we're in it. Hey, come yeah, on. Tab- Let's do this. You motherfucker. <laughs> you know how long I've known you? We've known each other since uh, the mid-90s somewhere. Yeah. Right? Isn't that fucking insane to think? Like, I... Yeah. To, to, to think that you're, you'd be a grown-up in this business. Dude, to think that back in the day we were listening to Bush, everything zen, and realizing <laughs> this might be as good as it gets right here. What's crazy to me and then, is I, I really thought... I really thought, 
I mean, do you remember when you were, you'd be amazed that people ha- could buy a house? Like, you're like, how could you afford a fucking house? Oh, yeah, dude. Especially when I was like, as long as I have a strong duffel bag to live out of. Yeah. That's pretty much it. If I, if I got a great fucking duffel with like five pockets, but the thought of a house was just insane. The thought, dude, here's my question. I have a hard time spending money. I have a... In- Let me help. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's doing a good job. <laughs> My wife's fucking tearing through cash. Tearing through cash. Yeah. And so, you can't sustain this lifestyle, Bert. I'm yeah. telling you right now. It, there's I an ebb to I'm the fucking, fucking flow. I'm fucking... I'm burning it at both ends, Dan. I, I know that. I see it. And this is a fucking intervention, oh. you son of a bitch. Oh, fuck. I feel like... Can we talk about the fact that I'm 50 and I just had a colonoscopy last week. So oh, you- forget about a house... I just had myself inspected from the inside out. Sweet. Have you ever gone under before? Mm-mm. So that was your first time going under? Yeah, for a colonoscopy. Yeah. I mean, I'd gone under for something else years ago, but yeah. that was a fucking undescended testicle. I'm not going to get into it, but the reality is... Undescended testicle, for real? Yeah, I yeah, know another I guy. fucking testicle in here. Are you serious? When I was born, my testicle, I had one ball that was in the sack, and the other one was up here, and you have to wait till you're like four to go to Children's Hospital so they can finally put it back in the sack. That's why my right ball is fucking big. <laughs> But my left one is like, for real, adorable. Shut up. Yeah, I wish I could show you, but I'm not Bobby Lee. <laughs> Bobby Lee. <laughs> he would whip out his balls, and they would be here right now, painted. I have a naked picture of Bobby Lee in there. Of course, who doesn't? Yeah, I've I've been naked with Bobby a lot. The colonoscopy. Can I tell you something wild that happened? I have mine scheduled for November November 21st. Okay. Well, first of all, it's it's daunting, right? Because you're you're like, what's in there? Yeah. Right? I'm a meat eater. I've been fucking, you know, process. I, I ate at a billion sparrows <laughs> at every fucking holiday, uh, you know, rest stop. Dude, I went in and I'm nervous. And first the doctor comes in. And he's like, hey, man, I'm a big fan of yours. And I love your stuff and this and that and the other. And then the anesthesiologist comes in. It's like, I love your stuff. I love your. And then the nurse who brings me in. So now I'm surrounded by and they're all like laughing and want. And I'm, yeah. you know, my heart's racing. And I'm saying like, you know, I'm like saying shit like, well, you're about to see a side of me that you've never seen before. <laughs> and I go, I was going to play a joke on you. I was going to play a trick. And I go, I go, I was going to write something on my asshole so that when you went in there, it would, you know, it would say like handle with care or whatever. Yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. I was like, I had a marker. I was gonna, just about to do it. Exit only. <laughs> and I'm not going to say the doctor's name because it's very unprofessional. He goes, I was going to fuck with you. And when you came out of it, I was going to have a picture of your colon with something photoshopped in there that looked abnormal. <laughs> <laughs> so much you do that. My dad died of cancer, bro. My fucking dad died of cancer, and this guy was gonna like oh, have at it with me. How fucking hilarious! He's like, he's like, you're not laughing, man. I, I thought I, that would be funny. He's so fucking scared. Oh my god. Yeah. Did we? Uh, did they, they found nothing? I guess. No, it's right? all good. Yeah, yeah, it's all. Clean. Any polyps? Anything? Yeah, like one little one. But he was like, ah, it's just one of those ones that's like you know whatever. I had the test. I had the. The screening test. They can do a blood screening test. Yeah. To screen. And I had that, and I had no cancer. But then they had to, uh, they, I still got to get a colonoscopy, which doesn't make any sense. I guess they, they pull off polyps. They just want to be able to check out the walls in there and make sure that there's nothing, like, outlandish that yeah. might, you know, I don't know, cause, like, the version of an infection or something that would weaken the lining of your stomach But you're, you're a healthy dude. Or your ass. You're, like, a healthy dude. Yeah, but my parents were both healthy, and they both 
Were they really? Got I thought the big your dad C. was like a drinker smoker. Well, okay, so my mom was super healthy, but my dad, yeah, he was a lifelong smoker, which attributed, I'm sure. But no, man, my mom was, you know, 61 and just like super fit. Nick DiPaolo just started smoking. Don't you find that fascinating that at, at 55, yeah. 56, he'd be like, well, I guess I can just run it to the end of the race and just started like, I, and you know, by the way, Rogan smokes now. Okay. Like Segura smokes. All these guys are getting to an Cigars? age. Cigars? No, cigarettes. Oh, shit. Dude, Rogan, Rogan is such a health nut. Has talked so much shit about smoking his yeah. whole life. And now he's like, yeah, I have everyone, you know, for party and I'll have a cigarette. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's such a weird... Yeah, but it's also like it's kind of strange because my my mom's sister sm started smoking late, and now she's she's the only one alive, and she smokes two packs of Virginia Slims like a day. That's who smoke. That's who smoking companies need to go after. Hey, are you my aunt Are you forty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do the smoking pitch to her hey are you single do you want to live to be nine years old and you just see fucking debris coming out of her throat the entire time uh, yeah i don't i don't fuck well i don't i've never been a good sex guy dude let's do you remember it. do you remember one time can i tell people okay, do people can, know why can, you we said can, that we can, were we on camera because it was like no 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 we weren't on camera okay but now it's like this is going to be like a call her daddy uh fucking yeah. moment because <laughs> yeah. we got to get into this the me and okay I, we can take this story out if you want when we were young yeah me and you went back with two girls to their house okay and we were trying to hook up and we we're in the bedroom <laughs> and i was drinking and 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 you kept looking at me you go turn it off <laughs> turn it off and i was like what and you're like we're off stage. Let's just let this happen. And I could not. That is what you were still me. trying to like. I was still trying to close the deal when the deal was closed. Right. And you were like, you're not, you're not, you're not letting it happen. I was like, you're featuring right now and you're not headlining. Exactly. And I be like on yeah. core level. Yeah, I have. That was my my biggest problem with women. Where were we? Wait, where was that? Like uh, some upstate New York gig? No, 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 no. We were in L.A. Okay, we did. I remember. I remember this very vividly. You had your uh, Land Rover at the time. Your Land Rover had navigation. Okay. Uh, the, the street was craft. It was right by the, uh, I I'm almost certain it was craft on craft uh, and third. Okay. Over by, right across the street, directly across the street from uh, Sports Chalet. Okay. All right. Oh, right across, directly across the street <laughs> yeah, yeah. from Sports Chalet. I love that you just yeah. remember Andy that. Andy Dick, Andy Dick lived across the street Are from you these. Me? I'm being dead serious. Okay. And so we went back to these girls because I ended up. I, I remember up, us going somewhere. I just I remember, didn't know I ended it was up, the, in I ended LA. Up living there, living, like renting a room from them. I know this is what's wrong Wait, with did me. Did you get laid? No, <laughs> never, never. They were from Cleveland. They were sisters. I remember this. Oh, so fuck. why do I? And uh, Gary Goldman ended up having sex with their, one of their roommates on a different night. I'm assuming on a different night. Together. On a different okay. night. Yeah. Okay. So they were like, com they were into comedians. They were like, they were into chuckle fuckers. We, me and you were at the store or at the the laugh factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, what are you guys doing? And <laughs> like, I don't know. And and like, you're like, we should hang out. And they're yeah. like, all right, let's go. And so you go, well, well, give me the address. I'll put it in my in my navigation. I'd never seen a navigation before. Okay. And you you got in your car and you went, doo, 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 doo. and I was like, I remember getting in your car and I was like, this is one of the nicest fucking cars I've been in. Like my dad doesn't have this car. Yeah. And then you plugged it in and I go, hey, we should get beer. And you're like, no, let's just go there. And I was like, no, I can't do this <laughs> without beer. So yeah. You're like, I don't give a fuck. And I was I like, I can't do this. Yeah. And I go, I can't do this without beer. And so we pulled up, we go in, we went directly to their bedroom. Okay. And it was happening so fast. And we were all in the bedroom. All in the bedroom. They were on the bed. We, I was sitting on the bed with them. You were sitting on the corner. Yeah. And I 
And I hadn't really started drinking yet. I cracked a beer. They had a beer. And then it, everything was started to move. And I and then, couldn't shut the fuck up. And, and But I'm remembering por portions. And I also was terrified that we were going to all be naked together. And I was saying things like, is there another room? Is there a yeah. place we can go? Yeah, yeah, I wanted yeah, to like yeah, swingers yeah. it and get out of that area so that I wouldn't have to suddenly be in a precarious you, I position. I remember you saying some of the effect of, so all right here? Like... <laughs> All right here. And I remember, I remember you think, I think you were like pulling at your shirt like, is this happening? And, and I couldn't shut the fuck up. I could not shut the fuck up is my problem. Did one of us, I don't even know if I ended up like hooking up with one girl and you ended up staying in there and talking about like road gigs or what happened? How did we, how did that I, night I, end? I, I fucked it up for us. I fucked it up for okay. us. And you were like, uh, and then, and then I, I think we, we ended we. I got I'm us, saying things I, like cool out, cool out, and we just I, couldn't fucking. Cool I got out. us out of the room. We, were, I, we, you got us into the room. I actually got us out of the room, and then I got and I turned this into like a hang. And you were like, "Cool." We hung for a while, and you're like, "I'm gonna get the fuck out of here." And then you got in your car, and I stayed there with them and kept drinking. I ended up sleeping on their couch at night, and apparently living there for like a short term for, lease. I ended up living there. I ended up living there for a while. Yeah. My God, man, those I, early the, a lot of those early. Uh, hang time gigs when you're like i want to get a few laughs and then hopefully there's a girl after that likes me you know if there's one cute girl here that likes me then you know there was a time fuck there was a time during the whole the whole uh me too post me too like not the big heavy one but post me too when i we were on a we were on our tour bus we were in the tour what, bus what was post me too like like, like me also no no yeah yeah me <laughs> me as well <laughs> and so and there and a female comic was like and just so you know uh it's not cool to fuck your fans and uh, we were listening to a podcast and we heard and everyone on the bus froze like wait we can't fuck our fans <laughs> one guy was like that's all i fuck i was like it's the easiest way to find people that like me he goes i'm not that attractive i only fuck my fans i've been only fucking fans for a long time and another guy was like hold on this we need some clarity on this. Like, how long? Like, like, do, what if I invited them to the show? Like, right. What if they're asking me to come back? Yeah. What are the parameters so that quite possibly I can oh. have a little fun on the road? I mean, that was like when I was single. That was like you meet people at the club. That's it, man. I would like I broke through. I was like 20, whatever, 27, 28. I, I no girl looked at me in school. Like I was I was unlovable early in my life. And then suddenly I'm like the fucking bell of the ball. So yeah. of course I was like a man on a mission. There was the show. And then there was the show after the show. <laughs> Did you ever go home? Like when you, cause, cause you, you, you had probably, I will say in my, in, just from my take, probably one of the most envious like runs of, of, of like, you, you got to experience. I was in the pocket of young, hot Hollywood. Had the success fucking tight jeans full head of hair i mean it was it was unbelievable and like I we're remember, not supposed to say these things now but you know with you i'm comfortable yeah of course it was bonkers oh, it was bonkers because i was not i was definitely not I, I wasn't i wasn't popping then but to watch you run into dublins and be like and women lose their fucking mind was there a part of you that when you went back to your hometown and you saw the girls that you grew up with you're like oh just so you know i'm <laughs> i'm a fucking thing now <laughs> <laughs> no there was actually that little part of me that's like the girl that you never thought you could get in school yeah even though 
in hindsight, it was like, ah, uh, she was, you know, cute, but she wasn't like, it, she was my world at the time. Yeah. But then there was still that little part of me like, let me uh, see if Sarah still lives in town <laughs> just to, you know, kind of feel that feeling of like, would she like me now? It's funny. All the women on the road later, it still wasn't as strangely alluring as like, would so-and-so from, you know, uh, fucking math class still, yeah. still like me. But no, nah, man, for a while it was like, it was, I was on a pretty good tear there during the, the aughts. The aughts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I, it was just dumb. It was like the dumb level of fame at that point where it's like, I, I should not have access to some of the people, places and things that I do. It's just cause you're in the moment and you're in. So it, you kind of are going home and calling your friends like, I, I have no business being around these people, but here I am. When you first got famous, that was when fame was like impossible to get. It was, and it was also. It was, it was real. It was real yeah. and it was earned. And it was like, like now it's like, I'm not saying that like you can get. Celebrities different. Celebrities totally different. Yeah. It's, it's so, it, it, and, and even the numbers and kind of what's indicative of what fame really is, it's so kind of messy now. But back yeah. then it was pretty clear. You're either a movie star, a TV star, or this new internet thing, who's he? Yeah. Because he came up out of a fucking rabbit hole of, uh, you know, online. And then now I'm like in the mix with everybody. So it was like being niche at that point gave me access to, I mean, there were, there were, dude, I, I mean, stories, some of the stories, like I'll have to wait until I'm really old to tell them because then people won't look at you and go, wow, you shouldn't be fucking saying that shit, anger. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait till you're like 80 to tell a really good story. You ever hear like yeah. a great, like, retired actor 80 years old Ugh. fucking you know eddie so-and-so and he's like i was with phyllis mccombs and let me tell you something she could ride the ride yeah <laughs> they were just, i heard a story someone tell about janice dickinson <laughs> and i was like was it janice who's the who was the hot blonde who used to hang out with like with like rickles and sinatra was it lonnie janice? anderson no, no lonnie anderson, no, anderson uh, 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 she married burt reynolds burt reynolds but there was, oh, oh, just, uh, oh, fuck, who is she? There was that actress, I, I think I know who you're thinking of. Yeah, blonde, blonde, short blonde beautiful, hair. Beautiful, and, and she- Was she on a Jeff Ross roast at one point? I think she might have Cloris been. Leachman oh. was like a real, like, they called her like a pass around Patty, but she played into it. She was funny about yeah. it, and she would kind of call dudes on being studs or whatever the fuck. So, like, she was in that era of, like, whatever, I was having a good time. I wonder, I wonder sometimes, like, if I- who oh, whoa is that Cloris Leachman? Cloris Leachman's beautiful. You know who I passed one time in New York City, maybe ten years ago, who still looked unbelievably beautiful was uh, Raquel Welch. Really? Yeah. Who I think at her whatever, like youngest, most beautiful, like she was one of the most beautiful. Oh my god! Right, and that was like seventy two or seventy three. Furry britches, right? and that would they calls him in Shawshank. <laughs> Why don't you tell me, Miss Fuzzy Bridges? Isn't that what he says to her? Because then he throws like the hammer at the poster and it goes, and then through, it goes through. Yeah. That was Raquel well, Welch. That was Raquel Welch. Okay, it's, that, yeah. it's that poster picture right there. It's that one up Dude, in the top left. Look at that. Yeah, she was scorching hot. Is there something? Can I tell you? I, I don't think. I think women like, from the 70s. She looks like that's like a that's like from today. That's like a, a beautiful woman on TikTok, like right now. I think the, I actually would argue that the women on TikTok are not as hot as a 1970s woman there's something the curve of a woman from 1970s right is almost like because they didn't know anatomy yet so they didn't really know they just knew how to do a a, a sit-up they weren't doing obliques yet right they're right. just doing a sit-up and <laughs> right. so like their body go to that picture of her in a bathing suit again halston she was fuck look at that 
it's like curvy but you're right all natural no like there was nothing uh injected or switched up or swapped yeah but she walked by me in new york city and i don't know she might have been in her 60s at the time and she was stunning just yeah just it you know some women radiate you know it's like you radiate a certain something and she just had the it factor who's the most beautiful woman that you worked with just worked with like where you alba jessica alba was absolutely beautiful but also because she was just such a great it was like you met her and you go we all know she's the most downloaded woman on the internet at that time and then you meet her and you're like oh she's just like the greatest person as well and so once you add that some 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 god doesn't Great always teeth. giveth with both hands and sometimes yeah. you don't get all the personality but she had the personality she had the guts in the movie and she was obviously and is obviously very beautiful rosario dawson that's lovely mine. she is so rosario dawson is so attra- attractive oh wait good luck chuck yep holy shit did you get to kiss her in that movie yeah, yeah, we like can we I, had two makeout scenes. Can I can I talk to you about kissing someone in a movie? Sober October is officially underway, and I am getting a look at how no booze is helping my body thanks to my whoop. I freaking love this thing. I've been wearing a whoop now for more than a couple years. I, I think since the second, maybe second sober October. And you can pretty much immediately tell how my body recovers this month. And how my numbers are stacking up compared to previous months. My baseline is what I look at. My Right now, my, my resting heart rate is already lower. It's day three of Sober October. It's already lower. I wake up, first thing I do, check my WHOOP score today. It was a 78. And I didn't feel like I slept well. But because I know that my WHOOP knows my body better than I know my body, I trust that I can push it in my workout. And I did push it in my workout. The first thing I did is I hit my strain coach. And my strain coach told me, this is exactly how hard you need to work out based on your recovery. And I hit it. And I did hit it. And normally I wouldn't. If I was just sleeping willy-nilly like a caveman, I'd wake up and go, do I feel like hunting today? But I wake up like a optimized caveman. And I go, I should hunt today. I'm all over in the green. I'm telling you right now, my HRV is through the roof. That's your heart rate variable and heart rate variable. Yeah. HRV. So what that is, is that's your resting heart rate, by the way, I'm not a doctor, but your resting heart rate compared to how high you burn it. And I am burning it at a 35. That's awesome for the record. If you're doing sober October with us and you're not drinking and you want to see how your body is recovering, this is the go-to. It's the best wearable fitness tracker I've ever used. And I have used them all to count your calories your HRV, your resting heart rate, your your REM. I, I, the other night I was like, I feel like I had a lot of dreams. Went in, turns out I did have a lot, have a lot of dreams. We've officially got over 1,100 members in the Two Bears Zero Drinks Whoop team. Jump on board if you're looking to cut out alcohol and want to see the difference it can make. Go to whoop.com, that's W-H-O-O-P.com, and use the code BERT to save 10% off your order today. If you've already purchased, you can join the team with the code C-O-M-M slash the number two bears. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It's sober October, and so I do not have the help of alcohol to get me through problems, and I have found that therapy can really help with that. Uh, If you want to become a better problem solver, help achieve goals, therapy could be your key. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. I've been in online therapy for now, I think, Jesus, seven years, 
And for me, online therapy is so much better. I do not like traffic. Uh, that will heighten my experience of how frustrated I get before I go into therapy. I do not like waiting rooms. I do not like waiting. I do not like wasting time. I want to get therapy off my chest. I like to do therapy personally. I like to do it. I don't even do it over the video. I do it over phone. And I get on the treadmill and I walk. And I feel like I'm killing two birds with one stone. I get out of therapy. I feel like a million dollars. If you're thinking about trying therapy, I'm telling you right now, BetterHead helps a great option. It's convenient. It's affordable, it's accessible, and it's entirely online. You get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. You can switch therapist anytime you want. And I'm telling you right now, when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash Bert today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash Bert. It is like one of those things where like fake sex scenes and stuff. Oh, I can't do I could never do that. I had, to do, I had to do 20 for good luck, Chuck, for the montage. Oh, yeah. So I had to do a fake. 20 was just 20 bangers. Y yes, but set up like this. And by the way, there was no uh, sex referee fucking <laughs> paperwork. You know, we're in Vancouver and it was like shoot all day and then go, okay, we got to get another one of those quick bang things for the montage. Uh, this is Cheryl. Um, bend over the watermelon and she's going to have her pants off. She can do this, this special split, show him. And then all of a sudden she's got a foot on each counter oh. and I'm wearing, oh. I'm wearing a, a felt piece. You have to wear like felt. Okay. They cut a little piece and they put a magic string around you. It's called that you won't see in the movie. It's like a little tiny rubber band. Yeah. And then she has to have a felt strip on with a little rubber band. And here's what ends up happening right now, which is, is this you? This is me. This is the montage that I'm in the movie. Shut up. Okay. So with every single, and this isn't, this is like the scenes, but there's one that it shows like all 15 because we shot 15, not knowing. Oh my God. And they're naked. There's nudity in the movie. It was oh, an R rated shut romp. Up. Shut up. It was an R rated sex romp. And so you're meeting the actress. Now her, I, I had met beforehand. So we got to really work out the choreography, but for the 15 montage one, it would be like, Hey, they went to an open casting call and they were like, okay, you're going to be having sex with Dane Cook's character. And uh, can you do anything special uh, sexually? I can do this with my tongue. Or I could, and they'd be like, oh, we'll put it in the movie. But the felt thing, dude, it's, it's, it's dangling. And then you're like having yeah. to, yeah. And then all of a sudden you look down and not only is yours gone, hers is gone. And you're just like neighbor banging if you know what i mean it's just like you're both in a crevice shut up oh man it was dude it was absolutely you'd be like hey can we stop for a second like i'm almost inside of this person <laughs> i'm pretty close to being inside guys can we cut <laughs> this is a dream job this, this is, is a fucking dream job this is in the extended un super unrated x-rated cut fucking gorgeous she was really funny too she is because she had to play like she was very religious so she was like, you know, trying to like <laughs> say prayers. She was improving a lot of funny shit that didn't make it into this, into this part. And I'm just sweating down on top of her because obviously you can see I'm, it looks like my early stand-up. Not a lot of words, just a lot of physicality. <laughs> Dude, what a fucking, how cool. Did you, did you hook up with any of these girls? No, I had no. a girlfriend at the time. Oh, for real? Yeah, I did. I had a girlfriend at the time. And it, but it was, it was the most insane way to, because every day was like, uh, Listen, I know you're tired, 16 hours. Um, there's a girl in the storage closet. We're going to shoot against a mop and a bucket. We think that might be kind of funny. And all of a sudden, you're just in the closet and being like, I'm starving. I want to get out of here. I want to go yeah. home, call my girlfriend. 
And it's like, how was your day? Oh, I, I had to bang a girl in a storage closet for 11 minutes and just pretend like, you know, it, it was it was crazy. But there was nobody there at the time to say, this is how you should or shouldn't touch each other. Or like, that was pre all that, that stuff. That was pre all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. It was wild, man. It was crazy. Yeah, that's uh, that I had to, I've only had to do one sex scene. It was for a short yeah. uh, that Barry Katz produced called Alpha Male. Okay. It was about, I was a, a mailman who was training the guy who's going to replace him. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't know it. And on my last day, I go through and I, I think I, I forget what I, would, I did, but I had, I have sex with this girl that I've always been wanting to have sex with. It's, yeah, this is before definitely sensitivity. Was it full nude? Uh, yeah you'll yeah. be bare no style, no 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 shirt on no uh i we had pants around she oh, was okay. in her panties no top and i was in and i had i had my short my my male shorts what i'm saying thing. is did you see your body's lower nude or could you fake it like top, you were to upper nude okay got it and uh and you have to do the felt thing because no no we i had pants on she had panties on and i was like and then and i was like this is i was yeah. like this is that not. felt thing wouldn't work for you by the way you're a sweater i can tell and yeah. within like four minutes, that thing would be rolled up in a fucking very wet ball up under your nut. You'd be like, guys, there's no felt. There's just me down here at this point. That's fucking inside. That, that woman's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And like I said, re like came really like ready to go. Like, all right, I got some. I was like, say whatever you want. You know, very funny. Yeah. Very funny. That's fucking. Did you, you <clears throat> did you have, did you, were you doing a movie and you brought the whole crew to a movie theater to see that that one yeah yeah that was the first it's kind of wild that we're talking about that because i'm doing my screening above of above it all at the man's chinese theater yeah i know it's October gonna do it i promise you it's gonna be awesome i can't wait now, now no no it's not man's i keep saying it. it's tcl chinese theater now they changed the name so i keep referring it to the old name but formerly man's chinese theater me and you saw star wars there we saw star wars there like the fact that i'm getting to see my big irish head on an even bigger screen yeah. in that theater is kind of crazy but I brought everybody to the Vancouver IMAX and showed Vicious Circle to Alba, her whole family. And then I invited like 700 fans who just came in for free and we watched it on like an off night filming. Really? Yeah. The, uh, wait, you shot, I want to talk a little bit about your uh, special because you shot in your backyard. Front yard, yeah. Front yard? Mm -hmm. It looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, I got the guy who does the, um, Super Bowl halftime shows, lighting. Yeah. And he came up to my house and he's like, all right, man. He goes, what, you know, what do you want to do here? I go, I want to make this look like uh, like Red Rocks in Hollywood Hills. I want, you know, light my house wow. up like a like a treasure trove. And so he did that. Marty Colner came in again, brought drones in. <sighs> audience didn't know where they were going. We shuttled them in. In fact, we shuttled an audience in. They didn't know it was uh, filming and they didn't know they were on my lawn. They didn't know they were at my house. Really? So you talk about a crowd of people that was just like, completely like holy shit wait how do you do that do you put it online and go hey if you'd like to see a live show no there's a company you can actually if you ever need these guys they're also called one iota and all they do is harvest audiences for whatever it is that you need if you needed a podcast audience for a specific topic if you needed, well, I need to move some tickets in charlottesville they, i mean any i don't know if they travel but maybe but they will find you an audience they will they will uh curate an audience so they told all my fans secret show dane cook and then they shuttled them from a parking lot uh, one guy said something really funny after the show ended, I was meeting the fans who were, you know, now on my porch with yeah. me. And one guy comes up and he goes, I gotta be honest, man, when I was in that shuttle and we were driving up through these windy, dark Hollywood Hills, I kind of thought I might be human trafficked. And I was like, that must've been a terrifying experience. You really didn't know if this was even really a Dane Cook show, but if that was just somebody's shtick to get fucking people on a van. Um, but dude, it was, it was, um, for my 30 year, I can't believe I'm saying that 30 years of stand up. My whole thing was, I want to work with Marty again. 
He's yeah. the greatest comedy director I Who, feel. What of did all he? Time. What did he? Did he direct Vicious Circle. So he directed Vicious and Isolated Incident, and of course, like everything he did prior with Carlin, everybody. You just can't look up a comic that you and I don't like adore. Yeah. And not see Marty affiliated. So, and to me, stand up comedy lives and dies not just by the content of the the routine. In this day and age, it has to have that aesthetic, a, a theme, and something that's dazzling beyond just the jokes being funny. I think yeah. that's what, what I think that helps it to play longer, not just in the audio form, but like a visual, something visually appealing. I can't figure out, I, 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 I teeter back and forth because as I'm doing my, I'm getting ready for my next special. Which is how many? You've done it. Like, what, what do you want this now? Is, uh, 10? No, 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 no. Like no? Four or five, maybe. I think I'm thinking because you're so, tour, like, you're I always tour, touring. I, I, well, that's, tours and themes, and I, you're so good at, you know, partitioning it's, it's all because that. I, it's because I name tours and I name specials, so it's it feels like it's been doubled up every year. Yeah. But, but still, um, four, you're going on five, fifth special. Yeah, I think, Man. yeah. And so, but I, I get, I, I wonder how how important is the wide shot? I like three. I like to live in three quarter. Me too. Yeah. And so when and I don't like a lot of what, and what I like about this. Yours, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I. But do you like shots of the audience? Uh, no. No, I don't want audience shots. If it's an over the shoulder and you see some audience, okay. Yeah. But I don't like uh, the edit on an audience member. No. Doesn't. Like, and they're like. No. We only did a couple of like uh, beauty shots because it was so fucking unbelievably gorgeous yeah. and i paid for the whole thing out of pocket so i was like if i ever sell this house get some drone shots <laughs> <That's> <laughs> this be the, yeah. i'm not even kidding you've been in that house since when i've been there 12 years but part of me is like i don't know if i'm gonna stay in la there's a lot of reasons right now to oh interesting i don't know man la has been like the politics and not to, i don't want to get like but I just don't love the environment outside of the clubs, yeah. you know, working out. Um, and even though I love my home, there was a part of me that was like, make this look really beautiful. And in success, I'll probably up the value of my home just from this special. <laughs> Without a doubt. That's I remember I remember when you bought that house. That's the same house. That's your first big house, right? That's the first house that, yeah, I bought a house for my mom, but that's my first home. I remember, I remember, I won't say it, but I remember how much you paid for it. I'm yeah. dying to know what it is worth now. Double. Uh, easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. It was double, and I got it at a steal because the guy who built the house lost his ass in the Vegas condo scheme. He was one of the guys that built one of those mega towers that's yeah. still, you know, empty. And that dude built this house in L.A. for his family. That shit happened. Oh eight, oh nine, everything crashed. And when I went up there, he literally was like, "Make me a great offer in and around this number right now, and we don't even need to haggle." And I bought that house pretty much right on the spot. It's crazy. Yeah, and I knew I was like, "Oh, if I just you know hold this for a minute and." uptick it and you know fix it up then maybe I, I you know i could sell it someday at a at a little bit of a you know a come up that's gonna be great where would you move if you can move anywhere i don't know man you know i'm engaged now with kelsey and we're like talking about like where do we want to be oh because you're gonna have a family probably definitely yeah yeah oh, oh you get to oh my god yeah oh engaged the and then married probably next fall and then we're already starting to like i no breaking destination news here wedding? but we're like destination wedding i don't know man we're so we're so chill and we're very like small group of people you know maybe a vegas party after but yeah. kelsey and i are very low-key yeah yeah so i don't yeah i don't know we'll see yeah that's oh my god if i could do it all over okay so you got to think what are your kids what do you want your kids to do like as their activity like if you if you move to like colorado boulder they go skiing all the time mm -hmm. if you move to austin they're gonna be on lakes they're gonna be like wakeboarding yeah if you move to montana they're gonna be on horses i, I think i want to have a home base where they feel like they love the environment but i also like 
I want them with me and I'm definitely going to continue to travel and work. And I think that's an adventure you'd want your kids to be a part Fuck of, yes. especially since Kelsey and I are going to like, we want to do all that together. And she's yeah. totally on my ride in terms of like, loves that idea of doing yeah. that. So, but where is the home base? Where is that like school or where's a beautiful part of the world? That's not what LA is right now. And, and not what California's taxes are, even if you go up a little bit further north, because this place right now is a mess. It, it really is a mess. And yeah. I, I, I'm fucking, I wonder, I never really put any thought into life. Hey, Halston, will you grab me? Is there any way to grab me another beer? By the way, yeah. that sounds like the first line of a Morgan Freeman movie. I never put much thought into life. <laughs> I never did. <laughs> I never thought, never thought about getting married. Like, yeah. <clears throat> never thought about having a family never thought just it happened yeah and i did better. it probably I, I think i would have overthought things and gone back and forth and i yep. and if i if I'm, if I'm the kind of person that if i think too much about something i get what is that paralysis by over analysis analysis yeah no oh no didn't you just grab me one from the cooler out there grab a couple it's grab a couple like, it's like if you're constantly thinking about the things that you're hoping will go this way or that especially forget about just in life for anybody in, general, in this kind of industry yeah. where you don't know an ebb and a flow and a fucking zeitgeist and a whatever um then it's easy to really let that demoralize you and depress you very quickly i've learned you got to go like you should I, i'm more into short medium term exciting ventures than like this is where I need to be in two yeah. years, man. That's such a disappointment when you try to do it like that. Yeah, I'm, I I look at because my I, we just took Georgia to college and then and we got Isla's left here. She she'll go to college. She'll probably go to college with Georgia. And then I I just look at it and I go, I look at your where you are in your life, and I'm so excited for you. Going, I wish I had that because because it's the funnest thing in life. The funnest fucking funnest part of life is is. Start, starting a family i was i i, I was broke at the time right but I, st but I still look back and go oh it was even broke even broke and going like uh going i remember we went to what's the not saddle ranch but uh wood wood grill ranch and yeah wood ranch yeah in uh in the grove in the grove when i and i remember my tooth came off and i was like i got like a veneer and it came off and, and leanne's like i don't know if we afford to put that back on and i was like hold on you telling me I'm at a place in my life where I got to go without a tooth? <laughs> I was like, I got to call my dad. I can't, I can't be fucking so poor I'm toothless. But, the, but I remember laughing with her about that. I look at those times as the best. You got such such fun looking looking ahead of you that I go, God, man, yeah, where would you want to live? Yeah, but Can I tell you what I'd do right now? If I were you and Kelsey, I'd go to Paris for a year. I would release a special, yeah, and then I go to Paris for a year and live in Paris. Both of you, so it, you, you're you're close. You're in, that's weird, almost that you're saying that because after this special comes out and two years of prepping for this moment, yeah. we're we're actually taking some. We're not there, but you're 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 in you're in the, the really? area. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be a year, but we're definitely yeah. going to have some fun over the next like few months. So how's moment moment .co work? I know <sighs> I know Schultz did something on there, killed it, yeah, killed it, and I was. Not only did I write them, and I was so fucking proud of that, but I was like, dude, similar to maybe kind of what I did 20 years ago, you're going to set a new precedent that I hope that I'm going to continue to push forward, which is you don't need these long-term... A contract doesn't need to be more than a few pages anymore, Yeah. okay? A 40-page... Somebody recently was like, ah, oh, the contract's about... I go, how many pages? 30, 40. That's not, you don't fucking want that contract. Yeah. The fact that in this day and age, your IP partners up with somebody who may or may not have your 
fan's best interest at heart. Maybe they have their catalog or or their like bottom line that they're trying to reach. And then it ends up on a platform, on a streamer, on a network. You don't own your IP. You're partnered up. You're chasing your royalties, mechanical and regular. They'll never tell you your numbers. They'll oh, never no. tell you. No. They'll never. It's ever not their benefit. It's not their. In their in, it's it's not. It's it leverage for you. You yeah. got a million downloads in a day. You know what they're gonna say? You're doing well. You're mm-hmm. doing well. So th- that's just like base. You know, bottom line. I won't get into all the legalese. And trust me, at this point, I know the legalese. You want something that you make yourself, then you window it out to people, short-term lease kind of yeah. thing. And moment comes to me and says, you know, we've done this with Bieber, Halsey, you know, Scooter Braun put money into this. And I looked at it as this modern pay-per-view. This is all this is. This is pay-per-click. 14-day contract. You know what I get at the end of that? First of all, everything goes directly to me. I I paid for the whole special. Yeah. So I'm recouping in real time. I'm logging in like I used to with fucking cds back in 01 i'm logging in okay good here's my territories here's everybody that's buying the special in real time yeah and then at the end of that 14-day contract it's like here's your special back by the way here's all the emails here's everything everybody that logged in and you get all of it tell me that that isn't the way that you want to own and operate moving forward and for the next kid coming up who's saying man i what if what if what if i get really frustrated because what if you have one great special like one great special yeah now, here's what happens. The language of that special says the word, let's say, um, downloads. For the downloads, you're going to get this piece of downloads. Well, in a couple of years, the jargon changes to streaming. Okay, now suddenly you're getting paid for your downloads, but the streamer that now refers to it as streaming is putting that in a different revenue stream under streaming. Now, guess what? You finally catch up and say, where's my streaming money? But there's a new uh, tech, and it's called... Um, Hollow streaming. It's a new version of streaming that's going to be faster and this and that. You're yeah. fucked. Because your language from four years ago, a pretty recent contract, is only covering a certain language. And they're going to change it. And then you'll be in 10 years going, why didn't I ever get paid for what I made? Yeah. That's done, man. Schultz solidified Schultz it. it. Schultz I think, killed it. I think my name recognition. I talked to CK recently. <laughs> you know, Louis done that for years, but obviously really Louis recently. Started, Louis started the game on it, but Louis did it in a very, a d- very, very different way where he built the infrastructure. He built the, uh, the email fan base. He had like, I had social media presence in numbers there. Louis was smart because he, he treated it like a table at an old comedy club where you write your email and your name. Yeah. And he had that, which was actually more... MySpace went away. His mailing list, he had. Yeah. So I could look at him even in that era and say that that was the wise way to go. Today, right now, this is what I'm hoping happens. I'm already blow. I, I won't say yet what how I'm doing. I'm in pre-order. And I'm, oh, you're, oh, you're in pre-order. I'm right in now. pre-order. We oh, don't wow. we don't launch even until the Chinese theater. That's the big splash night. Then the next night, I, I'm I'm doing well enough now that I can look and say. If this, if I can't be a disruptor in this business again, and I've been it before, yeah, this should pave a way for windowed opportunities so that you don't have to give your shit away to somebody anymore. And yeah. not only that, sometimes they'll come to you and say, here's a deal. We'll pay for it, right? Well, the set looks shabby. You're lit like shit. The editor, oh, he edits a lot of stuff. Is he love me? Can we talk about how you gonna? Do you like your shot in three quarter? Yeah. Does he like the shot in three quarter? Yeah. So for all those reasons, I think there's a lot of stuff that ends up getting out there that I'm like, that person's gonna be chasing their residuals. That doesn't look great. They're funnier than this special. Yeah. And it all it nobody will blame anybody except that comic. Say, ah, that wasn't very good. 
when it might have been killer, but they just didn't have the right infrastructure. My first special, my first special was one of those, one of those Comedy Central. Where was it? Oh yeah, yeah. Comedy. Half, wait, Comedy Central presents. No, no, I did. So I, I, I. This, I mean, what year is this? <clears throat> Two thousand nine. My oh, first shit. special, okay. comfortably, comfortably dumb. Got it. And so I, that was just a official hour special for Comedy Central. For Comedy Central, they offered me a half hour and the hour, and I took the hour, thinking I should have taken the half hour. I, I definitely, in hindsight, should have taken the half hour. But I did the hour. But it was cookie cutter. It was they were. It was you got ten thousand uh, dollars. By the way, they they sold tickets to the show. They got the door at the show. I know <laughs> right. now. I know what that nut is. Right. 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 And I'm like, oh wow, thanks yeah. for the ten grand. Yeah. Uh, they <laughs> they owned it. Uh, they told me what to wear. Me, Bill Burr, uh, Jim Brewer, and and uh, and uh, uh, fucking Chris Titus all wore the exact same outfit. And was we it, all was shot... it like the bowling uh, shirt ish era? No, no, no. no. Was, we all wore black shirts with dark jeans and black shoes. We all wore the same fucking thing, like Pete an acapella Corielli. group. Yeah, like and we and they and they were all shot in the same fucking theater yeah and so yeah with a yellow light and then they switched it to purple and yeah. they switched it to green also the worst colors you could ever put behind a comic are purple yellow or green and it was <laughs> horrible it was horrible and and uh and i to this day i don't someone just reached out and was like hey man uh we want to put that on and i was like don't put it on anything i was i don't even know who owns it i don't i think i know who owns it who well, I I mean I know there's a couple of resources that own it. I know some guys who own a lot yeah, of they, shit. Yeah, they took they they went and they bought the catalog from them, and now somebody is leasing your stuff on, you know, 400 different avenues, and they're cleaning up. Yeah, and you're getting a McDonald's gift certificate if you're lucky. It's funny because you're so right about all of that. I'm so hands on with my specials, and I wasn't for that one. And and I this moment thing blows my mind. I did something with them with Whitney. We did a live podcast a while back. Yeah. right when they I think right when they launched. And I, I met the guys, and they were really cool. It was a fun podcast. What is the future? Could you do Could you do a TV show with Moment? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the idea would be like, I'm actually working on something now with one of my production companies, which is we're going to make a pilot that's also like a short. You know, it's like it's its own thing. And if it's fucking great and enough people tune into the Moment or wherever we end up doing that, it might be a different resource like that, then we'll say now we have the budget for six more so season two is going to be in three months and we're going to have a show that's being made in real time and written in real time oh wow yeah i mean this really opens and if up- it doesn't work or people go yeah that was good but i wish it's now it's data to go this is what we know works next time and we'll probably at least recoup by enough people watching it with my name or whoever we get attached so it's kind of like either a tie or a win-win so then so so i think i messed up in the in the idea of moment I thought everything was live. You everything's taped. Yeah. Everything premieres. It can't live. be live. We're doing a live after party where I'm live after this to talk to the fans and answer questions. And if I wanted to have you or guests, we could do a podcast live during my hour oh, wow. post moment moment. That's so people come in, 15 bucks, ten dollars if they want to do the after party. And you're everywhere all at once. This is a tour. I'm everywhere all at once where you get to watch the Holy show shit. and then hang with me after. This is fucking great. And and by the way, I like yeah, because Louis did the the uh, Sam and Pete or whatever the fuck, not Sam and Pete, yeah. but Horace and Grant. Yeah, in his new movie, Fourth uh, of July, I yeah. think is is on there now and doing very well. And and his stand up just kills it in that regard. But the the one place that you know he's Louis C.K. and somebody who brings like a name recognition. But now you're saying, okay, what if it's somebody on the come up who maybe doesn't have the promotion, and that's where they get you. We'll promote it for you, right? We're going to yeah. promote it. What does that mean? You're going to put it on a splash page that maybe is up there for a day. 
And then a week later, you're like, where the fuck did so-and-so's special go? Just gets yeah. eaten up by the, the algorithm. So you still need that element of splash. You still need that promotion. So the idea would be, if you can get with something like this, make something, don't make it until it's something that you know is undeniable, something yeah. that is killer. Because if you do something half-assed and you do something like this, you're gonna be like, oh man, mine fell flat, but still gotta fucking dazzle people, you know? Yeah, this is really smart. Who else do they have on? Not comics, but like, what what when what does Bieber do on this? Bieber did a live a live thing where like you watched him live. You could tune in and see him anywhere. I know they're doing some more podcast stuff. So this is like all just in the last few weeks of people that have been jumping on. This thing's really blowing up. Oh, dude, they're they're blowing up. <laughs> this Schultz is Scooter Braun Schultz, too. So Schultz was their big first pop, right? Yeah, Schultz came in there. He brought his whole fan base over. He got a nice big splash of press. TMZ. But it was funny. The special was funny. You know, he killed yeah, it. Yeah, well, he's brilliant. I mean, Dude, he's yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, it's funny. It's like I was aware of him, but this felt like a defining moment for him. And then defining entrepreneurial-wise, because now people know, like, they're going to... Trust me, a streamer's probably is calling and Chelsea? saying, we missed out on it. We want you. That's not Chelsea. I don't know who that is. Live with Landlin? Yeah. But another reason that I like these guys is because I love being affiliated with people on the come up. I do too. I, that you're 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 interesting and you're inspirational in a way that you've never been jealous. You've never been jealous, and you often celebrate anyone doing something different or doing something new. And so many people are in our business are not that way. We're, but you, like when you just talked about Schultz, you're like, dude, I'm so fucking happy for him. Yeah, yeah. I'm proud of him. I reached out to him. Like that. That not everyone because everyone else feels like everyone's biting at their heels. You know how many people did that for me? Like Patrice. Really? Yeah, dude. Like, you know what? When I did set, this is like weird. When I did Saturday Night Live, the first time hosting it, I kind of thought like, yeah, I had a couple of my like road, like Burr, like guys yeah. I came up with. Yeah. But I'm talking like everybody I met in say the 15 years after. My phone rang when I got back to LA. There was no messages on my answering machine at home. And then I got a call one night and it was a guy that I'd never met and I didn't know. And it was Kevin James. He goes, hey man, I just got your number. I think it's really cool that you hosted SNL, man. I'm sure that was really exciting. I know we don't know each other, but hope you don't mind. I called. Thanks. He's the only dude. And I still don't really know him. I didn't yeah. ever get a chance to. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, man. It's a weird, you know, you know. Yeah, dude, yeah, sometimes yeah. Like, you, you, Everybody kind of likes when everybody's in the pit together. But then what happens is sometimes if you get a little bit ahead, it just fucks other people up because then they think I need to be doing it now. Yeah. I need to be winning right now. And then they end up kind of like isolating you, which sucks. Yeah, I, I, I. So when you're with people on the come up, what ends up happening is you're sharing your spotlight, and then even if, even if nothing comes from it in terms of just an acquaintanceship, watching that person and knowing, hey, you know what? Just by being affiliated and sharing some good energy, they're making they're maybe their families happier and healthier, and like yeah. they're okay. So I, I love what Moment is doing, and I, I hope in success we can do some more stuff together. That's really fucking cool. That I, I that I, immediately my brain starts spinning out going because Segura and I did live shows during the pandemic. Yeah, and we would do which were stand. I think what you guys have done, honestly, in your I think also, uh, you know, away from Rogan, which is such a unique conversation, what funny fucking... but insightful, wild. But like you guys, man, those clips are great. You, you, I feel like a lot of people look at what you guys do and go like, I want it to be more like that. Oh, and it's authentic. Point. You guys oh, yeah. are when you guys laugh, get laughing. It's like. You're making people watch and, and enjoy those clips, man. So yeah, I got lucky to tag on with Tom because he's really because I I don't know everything. I I, I, I pay very little attention, uh, amazingly. But Tom built his own. He, it's funny because I introduced Tom to Louis, 
and and we were doing we did a, a live podcast over the pandemic and did it to a company and then tom was like i wonder if i could just build my own thing so we and he's like hey man do you have louis number so i introduced tom and louis yeah who they get really close and then louis tells tom this is the secret sauce that i used you should do it guy's name's uh brendan <clears throat> to to design something to, or to, come do, in to do everything yeah and so tom does it he builds everything yeah. does everything builds it we do another and they're really successful i mean not andrew schultz successful but like really successful for me and tom yeah and uh and then it wasn't until recently that i was like hey maybe i should start focusing on like maybe i should take some chances on me you've always you've been someone who's always took a chance on you yeah and and i actually was thinking about you the other day and i was like so we started doing like really leaning into production and i thought i remember you saying one time if, if i'm if i'm asking these networks and studios to bet on me i should be willing to bet on myself right and I remember you saying that, and I think of that all the fucking time. Yeah. It was like, I, yeah, I, I do say I'm talent. Like, I should lean into that and, and really put some money behind it. Yeah, because when you <clears> fail, <throat> when, when, when they come in and it's a failure and it's a group failure where you gave up so much of your creative power, it's all on you. And then sometimes it's tough to claw and scratch back into an, another relevant kind of moment. Yeah. But I'm a believer, and I've failed enough. I've had high watermarks, but I've had some shit-eating sandwich moments. Really? This is what I learned. Yeah, dude. It's like when you when you fail and you're like at that rock bottom again, what's weird is when you look out, that audience cares more about seeing you do ultimately they're rooting for you. Yeah. And even though everybody will, you know, have at you and we're comics, they'll roast you, they'll yeah. say shit, and you deserved it. And you and there's that other narrative, there's that other you when you're successful. There's me, my narrative, and then there's an internet version of you that's like, Whoa, fuck, dude, they believe that that's a real person. And that, that yeah. and then there's another narrative internet version that's the one that like People Magazine started, and everybody goes, Oh, that's the loving, wonderful, and they subscribe to whatever it might be. But the reality is if you fuck up and fail on your own accord, yeah, you have the better chance of like people seeing that and going, Okay, man, what next? But if you fail with somebody else that kind of like put drops the anvil on you, sometimes you don't get up from those moments, man. That it's, can end a career. It's hard to yeah, it's hard it's it's hard to bet on yourself. It's hard to bet on yourself. And I, I, I the just, hardest thing you can do is betting yourself. I just did an interview today and they said, you know, what gives you the like uh, the the bravery to come up with these things that you're doing? Like I did the, you know, fully loaded festival and the and the drive-in movie tour. Yeah. And I said, you know, it's so awesome. funny. I I always come up with the idea and then I try to back out of them. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah. I'm always like, hey guys, I, I think you know what? We're biting off more than we could chew. And it's mm. my agents and is managers. It that? I, do you really oh, believe I, it's that? Do you do therapy? In my therapy, you know what yeah. that tells me? What? That tells me I know I'm... There's a My therapist taught me there's a fine line between anxiety and excitement. And it's so fine that you start believing your, your excitement is anxiety. Do you think that you want to back away from it truly? Or do you think that you're so fucking excited because you're going to win, but you can't look at everybody and go, hey, guess what, everybody? I'm about to fucking win! I'm going to fucking win! Because you know, when you know you're going to win, unless you're on a sports team, yeah. nobody else wants to know you're going to win. No one wants it just to, makes yeah. everybody else go, oh, fuck, man, I'm not going to win. Now he's going to win. I'm going to look less. Yeah. So do you think there's a little piece of you? It's that anxiety. It's the it's that fine line between anxiety and excitement. Yes. It, what, dude, yes. without a doubt, without a doubt, there's like, and I also feel like I'm playing a different game than everyone else. Not Not like comics, but like... You're in your own thing altogether, man. I, I'm always, I have, the more, the more I work in this business, the 
more isolated I feel. And I, and I'll tell you why I was, when I, the first time I did, uh, I wonder if you felt this and I wonder if I, the first time I did, uh, the place in Boston, the, the theater in Boston, the Wilbur, the Wilbur. Yeah. I sold out one show and I, I sold it out. I sold it out. It wasn't right. like comps. It was, I, I sold those tickets. Yeah. And it was my first theater. I first, my first theater <laughs> yeah, I've ever yeah. done. And I went back to where those, you know, those heating grates in the back where they have like the, all the pipes that are hot as shit. And if yeah, you're cold, yeah. you can just warm your back over there. Right. I sat behind <laughs> there and I thought to my, I thought to myself, I guess you don't, in these moments of success, you don't really high five anyone when you're a comic. It's just you, you did it. This is you, yeah. you get to celebrate with yourself. And I was like, cool, Bert. I was like, great accomplishment, man. I was like, I kind of wish I was in a band right now. So I could be like, can you believe we did it? Right. And I was like, huh. All right, let's go have a good yeah. show. But it takes more years to get down the line to have hopefully people like myself that would hit you up. Or I know, you know, it's like, I know Jeff Ross is going to hit me up, be like, proud of you, dude. Like, yeah. you you start to realize through time, like, the people that know, I'm not here to take anything from you. I'm here to add value, hopefully, in some way in your life. But the lonely moment, like, you know, backstage at that gig, I would look at you, outsider in, and go, you also, you were also one of those young comics that was set up to be kind of um, a target or animosity because the reality is people probably didn't look at you as a real comic at the beginning. They looked at you as a guy from Rolling Stone article yeah. who now is trying to parlay this into, and we all know when those guys came into the club, they're the ones that were like, look at this motherfucker who is an actor who now thinks. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So you breaking, getting a little bit further ahead, I, I'm telling you, man, some people that you probably even thought were your friends were like, wait, I'm a real comic, not this guy. Come on. Uh Dane, the, I got pulled over. I won't say names. I got when I was young. I was trying. I started working the door at Boston. I had four comics take me down to off the wagon, sit me down over a couple beers, and tell me I wasn't doing it the right way. I was uh, cheating, and I wasn't gonna. I, I'm, they didn't see me as a real comic, mm. and they definitely weren't gonna see me as a real comic now if I'm working the door. There's a way to mm. do this, and you need to wait your turn. It's coming. And I was like, wait, am I just is the is mm. the gig? I sit in the back of the room and I wait for someone to go you, and then I, and then I'm like I'm prepared, right? And then I do well, and then like okay, yeah. now you can start working. Do I wait for these four motherfuckers to make it and they go? All right, now that we're in, we've had a conversation, and please take two steps forward. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I go, I'm gonna get. I remember saying, I'm making twenty five bucks a night. I don't have any money. That's good. Yeah, and if I bring in twenty five people, I get to go on at the end of the night. I'm getting spots every night. Yeah. Like, wouldn't, isn't that the thing is getting spots every night? And they're like, no, man, trust me. Trust me. You're, you're not doing it right. Right. And it's, and it's so funny because so often I think people, I bet there are people that fucking listen to that. Of course. <clears throat> I know them. Yeah. I know a lot of them. They're, they're, they live outside of Boston and they know who fucked them up. And they'll say, man, I can't believe that person I admired actually pulled me aside one night and said, be, because they were advancing, because they were, they were a threat. And you know what? I think it, realizing it now, I think the reason why we've always had like, even though we're not like boys in the sense, we're not fucking yeah, hanging out. Yeah. But the reason we've always had like a, a, a loving, uh, you know, relationship is because I was considered a fluke because I clicked a button on MySpace. And that wasn't traditional, like uh, from a club to a theater to it. And then you came out of the magazine article in the Rolling Stone. So we both, had to come out of the gate like with even more like I'll show you. Oh, I, I that's that's happened my entire career. When I started doing Rogan, everyone thought everyone from, from thought, oh, he's a guy from Travel Channel that's friends with Joe Rogan, 
and now he's doing stand-up? Yeah. Like, I, that's always I got to tell me. you something I think <clears throat> I, I really admire about Joe. And I wish I knew, I, I know Joe, but I don't know Joe. Yeah. Even though he was one graduating class ahead of me, I've never been, we hung out years ago. We used to play video games for yeah. years. We played, but I never, maybe I was always a little intimidated by Joe too. There was he's something. very intimidating dude. But, but the reality was, when I looked, at Joe, what I really, and I'd say this to him if I was there, is he never had like some places cronies around him yeah. that just made him look good. He is not afraid to take killers and hitters and put them in the chair opposite yeah. and then listen and set them up. And you know what, man? That, that to me is like, that's rare air. So he let guys like you and other people that he just, in his own way, I'm sure I can't speak for him, identified that's a person who's going to have their moment somewhere along the way. I want to use my platform to just let people like them, not because I like them, because they're going to come on here and kill and be funny yeah. and have a great time. So, he's a, he's a he's an interesting dude. I wish I had known him younger. I would have liked to have known what he was like because I only know him. I only know him like the podcast Joe. I only know the Joe that like I I think he getting his dick knocked in the dirt a couple times. Yeah, uh, doing the man show. That was a big fucking right. He did Fear Factor, and yet people labeled it as something cheap and easy. Even though I guess from as as an entrepreneurial person, I always looked and said, "This guy knows how to keep himself somewhere." And at the center point, he's always got his stand up. But my relationship with with Joe was interesting, and I only realized this as I got a little older. Like we only had a competitive relationship. Yeah, it really wasn't. We never said you want to get lunch ever. It was either we're competing on a video game or something in a club where he didn't like my fans or I didn't like, oh. and it always seemed like in, in, in oddly enough. And I, I wish I could, I haven't talked to him in years, but I would say, I think you brought a lot of good out of me because you, whether it was the website, he had a cool website. He had like the alien with the horns yeah. and, and I had a cool website. And I kind of always thought like, maybe we're both looking at each other, like, you know, in our fast cars going, who's gonna, who's gonna get there. Who's you, gonna, you, him and Stanhope had the best websites. Too, man. Dude, you, yeah. him and Stanhope had the best websites and, and they That's were, right. they were fucking vlogging at the time. Yeah. And, uh, I remember Stanhope's vlogs were fucking epic. Yeah. <clears throat> epic. The hardest of hardcore. One of my favorite moments on Joe's podcast is you and him podcasting. And you guys were talking about your first big purchase. That's right. That was like a Eight years ago or nine years ago. Yeah, I you think. and you were talking. You bought a you bought a car, a really expensive car, Aston Martin, and it broke down on the sunset. It's the worst car I ever had. Yeah, a piece of shit, like a, a expensive lemon. <laughs> it's it's crazy because I remember I remember you two podcasting and being like, oh shit, they're together. Yeah, like this is gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, but it was also that Boston thing of I think guys that came out of Boston. There was always there. I don't know why it is because I I don't really feel like it's of me, even though I'm competitive with myself. There was never a lot. It's just not a warm embrace, kind of like, come on, come on over and let's yeah. hang. And Burr was like that. Our yeah. buddy, you know, Wayne could be like that. Bobby, it just kind of went with the territory. And yet there's nothing but a deep appreciation that we all, I think, brought the best out of each other to want to, like, make it somehow. You definitely did. and But you're right. Bobby, Bobby has a... Bobby's got a little competitive streak. I've almost gotten a fist fight with Bobby before. Yeah. Oh, and, he could be a hothead. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's like, funny. He's a different Bobby now. He's different than when he was younger. I don't know him like I used to. We, we fell off. Yeah. That's another relationship that it, it, you know, man, I don't know what it is. If it's the coasts, you know, just your lives go in two different directions. Yeah. Or he started a family early and like, I, I don't get to catch up with him like I used to, but I have a million great memories and laughs with that guy. Yeah. I, I fell off. I, I fell off with like, I used to be really close with Gary Goldman. Kind of fell off with Gary. I haven't really talked to him. Yeah. I don't really talk to Bobby. Um, it's funny. I, I 
And I think because maybe if I lived there, I'd see him more or talk mm-hmm. more. But I mean, I don't fucking talk to. I feel like I don't talk to anyone. I feel like I feel like I'm moving at a pace where I go, where I'm just like I'm like like going like this the whole time, like going like what, like I, I feel like all I talk to is my assistant and my wife. But are you enjoying it? Loving it. Okay, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I am too. In my I get entire it. Entire life. I I'm, get it. And I and I think so. Maybe just that's like maybe that. Maybe you're thinking, oh, I'm only paying attention in this space and this other thing that you think is out here. Like, just let it go, man. Yeah. You know, it, the people that love you and want to be a part of your life, they'll, you know, people can come in and out. That's all good. But maybe just like you limit your scope to go, I don't need to be more than what I'm enjoying the shit out of right now. Yeah. Welcome to Fresh Ball Fall. And it's the season of pumpkin spice and making sure your crotch looks nice. That means sipping cider in a fall breeze and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. Is this a poem? That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your foliage is not the only thing shedding its excesses leaves. Heck, even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for fall. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code BERT. I only use Manscaped. I trimmed my balls uh, right before we went to Europe, and I'm telling you right now, it was a game changer. I feel so fresh, so clean, and I use the Lawnmower 4.0. If you are new to Manscaped, I want you to listen to me. Get the Platinum Package 4.0. With this glorious package, you can align your entire hygiene routine all in one swoop. Inside the 10-part Platinum Package is everything you know and love about the performance package, plus some shower goodies included to elevate your grooming game to platinum. The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer featuring proprietary advanced skin safe technology, which works. You will not be cutting your balls with the advanced skin safe technology. That's what you need to know. It's also waterproof. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BERT. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code BERT. Manscaped. Clear out the leaves. It's your tree trunks. Time to shine. Did you always know you'd get married? I thought I'd be married sooner. Really? And then I realized in my 30s that, well, my late 30s, I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm meeting, the, I'm meeting uh, the wrong kind of women. I'm, I'm definitely not like meeting a wife. I mean, is there is there any chick and this is going to be bad to say yeah because it's not is there any chick because you did you dated i think i have the right to talk about these things now because isn't it like once you're engaged or to be yeah. married then you can say from your most solid and non-cad element yes yeah. i had some relationships we could talk about those yeah. that are professional yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not like a, a single guy going hey guess who i was with yeah. back in the day yeah. it's like no I, i've had the opportunity to be around some pretty incredible uh women in my time is there any chick that you think about now and you go man i bet her husband is happy as shit because like there's one girl i dated that i i think about she was the coolest chick in the world and it just didn't work like she was interning in new york i was in new york and then i moved to la and then she moved back to whatever chicago or wisconsin wherever she was from but i think about her because we dated for a little period of time and she was the first it was like my first experience with a midwestern chick yeah. who was a little doting and took care of you and like right right and put you like and she was italian so she had this old school 
And I think about her all the time. I go, I bet, I hope her husband appreciates how cool she is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that if I was in a different place in my life, when I made Good Luck Chuck, I felt I was kind of falling in love with Alba because of her as a person, getting to know her. Yeah. And and she, by the way, even though I was in a relationship that was like in a, in a tricky, for a lot of reasons, my dad was very sick, cancer. Yeah. I'm making this movie. I'm... St- I'm still kind of like spun up in the no playbook for fame, yeah. but realistically I'm looking for somebody just like, I know who I am. I'm a homebody. I, yeah. you know, I don't drink. I don't party. Like, and I remember I was feeling like, I feel like I could fall in love with this person, but I also knew she had a relationship that was kind of orbiting that may or may not come to fruition. And even though I met her family, with who? With who? Oh, she, the guy that she ended up marrying. So when, when you say cash, his name's cash. So She's married. Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah, they do. They have a family in the, but, but in thought, that, in that you. moment, are you going to pull him up? <laughs> I want to see what he looks But like. in that, in that moment, I remember just feeling like, um, there was a person who really, I what felt a, brought a, a fucking name, Cashborn. Yeah. He's gorgeous. So they, they were, they were, I didn't even know if, to be honest, I don't know if they he were looks like, like a Mexican George Clooney broken up at the time. He's a handsome stud. Look at this guy. I mean, what, that's a beautiful couple. But at that very moment, I don't know if they were exactly like a hundred percent. And and I felt like the feelings a little bit, but I also knew that I was so messed up in the head with like yeah. my mom had passed away and my dad. I think I was just looking for re- a solid person in my life who I felt like really loved me. And, and she understood the chaos of success, Yeah, but it didn't, it never went to that point. I, we got back to LA. We were very close friends. And then as soon as that relationship came back together i never was like i would never try to impede on something like yeah. that but that's the only person in my life it appeared in my life in success that i truly was interested in really yeah yeah i mean i i worked with you know kate hudson was one of the coolest uh, most kate, unbelievable people i've ever met kate hudson i'm i'm i, I don't know kate for, at all really i did her podcast with her brother oliver yeah oh yeah yeah and uh their podcast is great yeah and i remember i asked them what's your favorite memory hood of chi- memory of childhood and both of them were like do you remember uh he was like do you remember biking through the swiss alps and she's like oh yeah that was probably the funnest thing the whole family biked through the swiss alps and we'd, okay. we'd ride bikes for like 20 miles and stop and eat and drink beer and wine and mom and dad were letting us drink and, and i was just like oh my god based on that conversation i kind of fell in love with kate hudson right, <laughs> right, right, right. and so i'm like i'm like whoa what a cool chick because she, yeah. she wasn't famous she was just a, a girl like wow. a, yeah and so then I followed her on Instagram, and man, I had to unfollow her because I was like, I'm fucking, this girl's amazing. And she looks fucking perfect. She's gorgeous. Well, it was like, I met her, and I knew, like, she comes from comedic royalty. Royalty. But also, then you meet her, and you're like, oh, she entrepreneurial and cool and a great mom and, like, yeah. all these things. And it was like, I, but but at that time, it was like, she was with Dax, and it wasn't anything. Dax Shepard? Yeah, she was no way yeah yeah yeah. but that shepherd's an interesting fucking dude it was a it was a platonic working relationship but i i admired her and i really was like oh i could see falling for somebody very like this but that just you know neither of us were in that time or place and i I can't speak for her but she might be here and say yeah no i was not interested whatsoever that was just a gig (laughs) (laughs) why are you guys talking about me (laughs) (laughs) dane paycheck (laughs) she is she is she's awesome man though I so saw her. I can't. I get. Movie. I get grossed out when women wear sneakers without shoes, especially in the water. This is a weird. It's a weird Florida whoa, thing. Whoa, wait, what? I, I, I like on a 
like a beach walk. Like if I see if I see a woman in water shoes, I'm just like, ugh. Like it's, I, you have no value to me anymore. You don't. You don't. You know. I can't. Water shoes. Wa- if I, uh, is that if even I, a thing? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Water shoes. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh. Like okay. if you put on water shoes, like like shoes where you can go in the water so you don't step on a rock or you know like. Okay. <sighs> like I, I need women to be barefoot. Wait a second. How do we get from Kate Hudson to water shoes? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Hold on. I lost. I'm usually pretty good on stage at remembering the you. through line. So um, this is what the day I unfollowed her. <laughs> she. <laughs> I she, hope she follows you based on this. She was, I don't wonder if she does follow me. <laughs> she uh, she had a video of her and her family vacationing, I think, in Greece. And she had, was jumping off a cliff. And her, someone was filming her from behind. Okay. And what I saw originally was a pair of water shoes. And I went, and she was climbing up to jump off the cliff. Right. And I was like, oh, fuck, she wears water shoes. And then it panned up to the rest of her body. And I went. They look good on her. And I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm out. I'm fucking out. I got to go unfollowed. Her. I unfollowed her. I was like, she's just beautiful, man. She's absolutely fucking she's beautiful. beautiful. But funny, every take, I don't ever remember a take when we were riffing or whatever, where it was like, damn, she is funny all the time. And it was always right there. Really? Right there. Yeah. I can, I totally understand how like onset romance is. Like when you think of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, I totally get how that fucking happens. Yeah, and it's also like that whole thing that happened. Well, they're 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 like species beautiful, right? I don't know how they could be around each other and not have been like we are the two most beautiful people. Like we can say that it's they just could charge, us, right? They could have charged. Think of how much money they could have raised if they allowed people to come in and watch them have sex, right? Like OnlyFans. Yeah, and they were like, and you could come in the room and watch them fuck for like <laughs> for like a hundred thousand dollars. I, I would have been like, which yeah. is my next special. Can we talk a little bit about what I'm doing next with Moment? By the way, Moment House. If you want to watch me fuck, you want to watch great, me. Fuck. That's a great place to put a porn. I mean, if you. But isn't OnlyFans kind of doing in some ways now? Aren't they moving towards that same thing? Yeah, you like, got to release daily content. If I do one pornographic movie with my wife, yeah. one top to bottom, all all the nooks and yeah. crannies, and then we put it on Moment House. Is that House. what you refer to each other's sex parts as? Crannies. Nooks and crannies? Put your nook in my cranny, bitch. <laughs> Take your britches off. <laughs> the uh, Brad Pitt's gorgeous. Look at that couple. Yeah. They were like, I mean, again, that was like, that was just an unbelievable uh moment in history seeing them get together jesus that was like i was there when giselle and tom brady met i was like in the room you were there yeah i was at that chargers game i sat with giselle and the Kraft family we watched the game and then robert Kraft was like giselle's coming to meet tom this is the first time she's at a a football game and so we we talked i was like like, have you seen my premium blend <laughs> and so she uh and then i saw them meet fucking lock eyes and talk in the locker room two tall fucking beautiful prince and princess it was amazing just, i would have been next to her like i already has bad breath whatever, whatever i just remember looking at in the mirror at myself like right after i met them and just like my big irish head looked even bigger <laughs> everything about me was like you just immediately become fucking whatever your number is you're three down from that once you leave those people i got out of the gym today i got out of the gym today and i was no, my wife was doing a workout and I went in because my workout was next. So I yeah. went in and I was like, I was like, I feel good today. You know, like your body feels good. It feels tight. I feel muscular. I feel strong. I'm, yeah. I'm like, nice. So I go in and I go, I like pull, <laughs> take my pants off. I kick them in the air and catch them. Yeah. And I just saw my little dick and my fat body moving 
and my my dick was just like duh, duh, duh. yeah and i and i went uh-huh. it, looked it looked like, like steamboat <laughs> willie it looked like yeah <laughs> it looked like the clicker on prices right would you would you have done would you if they said to you right now what's what's one show you would take that is on the air and you do it in perpetuity like like drew did the prices right would you take the tonight? Oh, game would, show would you take the, anything would you take the tonight show if they were like, hey, Jimmy's retiring, we want you to take No, because I, even though I've thought about that over the years, like, oh, what would happen if I, you know, if I, I just don't know if I would love doing, like, love doing that every yeah. night, every night for most of the year. And it gets summers and stuff, but I don't know. I, I, would, I don't know. I would take, I, I put this out there. I'll put it out there again. I will stop touring for whatever the season is. Okay. And I will, I will take low pay, whatever the fuck you pay a, a first year member. Yep of snl that'd be awesome and just be like hey man, I'm, I'm 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 i am funny i can definitely help write jokes and all that shit yeah i'll work my way up i, I but i only for the experience hmm. and i would have liked i'd like to have the experience like like i was saying when burr hosted snl was the first time that it was it got it got close to me like when you hosted snl you were on such a starship that like everyone looked at you like like th that'll never happen to me i mean i think everyone when 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 you when you, I mean, your whole career, really, I think everyone's always been like, I'm never going to, that That only happens, I'm not going to play Madison Square Garden, right. I'm not going to play the Boston Garden, like, all those things. When you right. hosted The thought SNL, of being arena comic was almost unusual for people, but I remember telling so many comics, no, it's it's really not. Once yeah. you're there and have a great setup, and now, of course, it's like, it seems more traditional to be able to do that. It's, it's, it, definitely, it definitely is a little more accessible, especially when you find out that not all arenas are 22,000 people. Right, right, There's right. a lot. And they could put a curtain around the top. Yeah, they the could top. put a curtain. There's a lot of ways to play arenas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like having a big, going, I have a big dick. I'll send you a pic. You're like, no, <laughs> let me see it in person. You're like, no, no, I'll send you a pic. With their flashlights on, it looks like more people. <laughs> Bring two flashlights, yeah. please, tonight. Oddly enough, in a wide shot, you can't tell the difference between 7,000 people and 12,000 people. Let me ask you this. Ready? Instead of a Tonight Show or something like that, which, again, that's like that's a, that's a broadcasting art in itself. Yeah. To be able to be interested in, in whoever. Maybe it's somebody you're not interested in. Every night, you're going to be interested on. But let me ask you about this. Because I've often thought, like, how could I do something? Like, I'm always trying to think of, like, what's my version of that? Yeah. And how can I do it my way? Right? Again, I like disrupting. I want to do something in business as well that's like, oh, this is my this is my road. Yeah. This is my inroad. What about this? What about a Vegas residency for a year with a one year of a talk show slash podcast that you do your show, and then at the end of your show, your residency, it turns into the set turns. It's Vegas. And now this is my talk show. And guess who is in the show? Who's also my guest? Carrie Underwood was here tonight. No. And then you've got a show that could be a little unbridled. Doesn't have to be for network television. But you're getting the residency cash and your fans get to see you in one place, not touring. I love it. I take it. I, 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 uh, I would love a residency. Mm -hmm. I would love a residency. Okay. Especially in, like a Vegas residency for me would be would probably save my life. It would probably, I would probably live to be 90 if I did a Vegas residency because I would, I'd get up every morning, I'd work. I'd love to, I'd love to be able to do what I do in not such a chaotic way. Like right. I, I love being, tonight the tour bus leaves at two in the morning to take us to, oddly enough, to Vegas. And um, and I, I would, 
for where? Let's plug your dates. <laughs> it's, it's this will air after the version. It's already sold out. The Paso Robles sold out too. Anyway, so but but it, I uh, I I would love I love being in the bus. The yeah. bus the bus it probably saved my life. Buses I, are nice. Now. Buses are the best. Yeah. Rolling the, Bellagios now. They're dude, just like best. Especially when you know, I, the bus saved my life because I I was flying. I was a nightmare. I, I cannot fly. Yeah, I hate it. But being in a residency would be so awesome. Wake up. Especially like girls are in college. Me and Leanne moved to Vegas for a year. Yeah, wake up, work out, go play some golf, hang out, have lunch with Brian. Incredible Regan. restaurants, yeah. right? Yeah, and then yeah. be like, like I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go do a spot, and he's like, oh, I might swing by and pop in. You're like, cool. Hey, you know who's in town? Is fucking uh, da da da, but, and you're like, shut up. But we why, but why not? Why not do something like that? But like, if you're uh, for whatever reason, if you're yeah. like, oh, I I don't want to, I can't do it by myself. Why not look and go? here's three of us that want to do something similar and bring in a package to casino so-and-so and say, here's how that. we're going to do it. Where it's a triple headliner night. All of our fans get to come. And at the end, the three of us have our talk show, podcast show, whatever it might be, but it's only for this window, this six month, like Carrie Underwood. We just saw her down at the new, uh, fuck, whatever the Hilton. And it was like, I thought she was dead. Tw- Carrie Underwood. Oh, who am I? Car- who are you thinking of? Carrie, uh, Carrie, Carrie dead. This, uh, Princess Leia, <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a whole time. Barrett, I'm like, how many beers? Wait. I'm like, you just saw Carrie Fisher. I thought she died, man. It's so funny. I just was with Mark Hamill. He said he missed her. I wonder, fucking, you the whole time. Think for a the, <laughs> the whole time I'm going. I actually had to think for a second. Is Carrie? <laughs> and I'm sitting here going. You, what does she do? Did she like? Did you go like? Oh man, that's a very different story. Carrie Underwood. Because I, I, by the way, the story also has you bringing Carrie Underwood on stage, and I was like, that's where it started. When you said her name, I went, I went. How the fuck is she gonna fucking do that? I'm saying that I think that in this day and age of very different forms of media, I know personally, even Vegas is like, what the fuck do we do? Okay, there's still yeah. a couple of highlight acts, and we know that they're there and getting residencies, but. As the years are ticking by and there's less movie stars and less traditional pop stars, they're not going to get Ariana Grande for a lot of years if she even does it to do a regular residency. So if you pitch them something that's like the way you and Tom came up with it, like, yeah. dude, you could you could for sure do yeah. a year somewhere, guest solo stand-up show and have those great dinners at uh, Chop House. I would love to do a residency in Key West. Okay. Like, I just would love, I'd love to do a residency <laughs> in like... I, I just, I think I would love to live in Key West. I'm thinking of places I want to live. I never thought of anybody doing a residency outside of the one place that you always hear that. <laughs> That's the one place that offers them. <laughs> I want a franchise. Lighters. So you know where you could kill it? Reno. Oh. A Reno residency. Dude, I could fucking do that. You I would I, destroy. Dude, how often do people come to Reno? Like is that is that not as, often? As, but not, if you, somebody like you rolls through town, I'm sure that'd be like, oh fuck. I've always okay. done well in Reno too. Yeah, I mean, do like an off market residency. Well. That would be huge. I would love that. And but by the way, that's not a bad idea. If like you did, if you did like uh, if 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 you got three comics that were like you and fans were like, dude, it's a mega show. Yeah. And you do a residency, and that would be fucking awesome. And then every night is like. It's like, hey, you drive there, you get a nice car because yeah. you have a residency, you enjoy driving your car, you don't, don't need to drink, so you live there, you're going home to your family, right. 
God, that would be fucking. Think about like the blue collar guys back in the day. And you go like, okay, Jeff was, you know, ahead of the pack, but on their own, they were all, you know, I guess doing okay. Yeah. And then that was a game changer and not something that they had to sustain for the rest. They're, they all went off to do arguably greater, more interesting things yeah. from that. So you go one year residency somewhere where you guys go, we're going to fucking populate Vegas or Reno or whatever, or fucking wherever you just said Delray Beach or somewhere. Key West. Key West, <laughs> Key West. And it's like, that would be something that I'm sure somebody, a progressive casino is going to look and go, man, that might be the next idea. That might be the next way to get people asses in seats. How often do you have the idea? How often do you think, how often do you think outside of the box on standup, like of ideas like this? Like all like, the time. Really? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm like, if I, if I'm replanting the comedy flag now and I have a big moment with moment, which it feels like it's leading up to, yeah. I, I, again, I, I look forward to, adding in a lot of elements to what I think stand-up could and should be moving forward. But that only comes when, you know, when you're in a moment, right? When you're, when you're like on the fucking, uh, the, the, the trending list. And sometimes in a career, you just get there. You're like, man, I'm being talked about. That's when I'll probably bring forth some of these new ideas. Yeah. You're, you've tickled my brain with moment. Cause now I'm sitting there going, I, I didn't, it's like, it's like the first time someone explained the internet to me. And I was like, so you're telling me I'm going to buy, groceries on an internet and not at my house and then all of a sudden the first time you buy groceries you're like right oh this is fucking awesome yeah and then and then a year later you're like i never have to carry in the sodas again i'll just order the sodas online yeah. and all that's just going <laughs> to yeah. come in fact i'll order more than enough I, I you know and then it's like you're you're doing hybrid things moment and places like and i know there's some other people that are that are trying to do what they're doing yeah but nobody is doing it in a in a way that like if you saw what schultz did and i watched that in real time and i was like oh man this is you know how many pages that contract is? One. Really? We got it for 14 days? <laughs> yeah, you want to add it? All right, we'll cross that out. We'll do another week. Let's tag on another week. Let's. That, I mean, it was remarkable. I thought it was going to be at least, oh, it's going to be something or like some long-term effect or what do they want? No, take our fee. Just 14 days, 14 days creates the immediacy of it, correct? Right. That gets people. And by the way, at the end of the 14 days, it's like you can extend it and keep it on Schultz there. Like, extended it. Yeah, I might do yeah. the same. I mean, why wouldn't you? You I want would, your fans I would, to. Yeah, I would. I mean, I, I would. I would do the 14 days. I would do the 14 days. And then I, I'll tell you what I like about that. I like the 14 days. And then I like, I like clean. Pull it out. Done. Thank right. you, everyone. I'm, I got another one coming next year. I, my without giving too much away is I've got the 14 day. But, you know, I always do extra for whatever it is that I do. So it's like this is the moment version. This is going to be like. It, it won't be like this again. The merch is only limited time. And then there'll be another version, but this is the one that you want to see out of the gate. And then there'll be a hybrid version that I'm going to do later down the line. So how do you feel about these comics releasing specials on YouTube? Like, when, like, cause people are popping on YouTube and I, and I'm on the fence about, I'm not on the fence on an unknown comic, like, like not on Stavi's not Stavros is an unknown, but someone like him going on YouTube, uh, Mark Norman, Shane Gillis. I'm not against that. Yeah. My question is, um, at what point does the paywall make more sense mm -hmm. for content? So I'm right. creating a bunch of content right, right. and I'm putting it out for free and it and you do it as, at a deficit. Right. And then you go, well, I could recoup that deficit yeah. by by throwing it behind a paywall. Where is the, where do you how do you see that? Because that's where the, where I get tripped up all the great, time. Great great opportunities for monetization through YouTube, for example, or like there's a myriad of audio ones and stuff you can do, and like go through digipacks and places that are gonna like get you all your your royalties. But let's use the example of YouTube like this. YouTube, um, upside downside. 
is similar to what we would have said 20 years ago, like being a road comic, which is like, man, I make a good amount of dough on the road. I'm always working. They always want me, but I'm not breaking through. Yeah. And the reason that you're not breaking through in the road 20 years ago, and the reason some people are not breaking through on the internet right now through YouTube is because either you weren't ready, it doesn't look good, it doesn't sound good, or it's not hooking people. For a number of reasons, you could probably look and go, this is not the best this person could have done. Yeah. The ones that are working, you kind of go, that's on fire. That's fire. Yeah. That's, that's like, uh, that makes me go, I got to watch all this, or I want to go see their show live. But I have certain friends that put stuff up. I'm like, why'd you release that? Oh, because I thought it would be like a calling card. Your calling card is benign. Your calling card is the road comic 20 years ago being like, yeah, I'm just out there. Nothing more is happening. Well, let me take a look at your act. It's a couple of killer bits. And then the other stuff is like, what are you doing? Yeah. This isn't setting you away from the pack. This is making you part of the road dog cafe. Yeah. And so if you're going to put something on YouTube, make it fucking awesome. And if you can't, don't put it out yet. Use something else. If you want to build your audience, you could build through TikToks. You could build through like other places that are like uh, snippet excerpts. Yeah. But if you're going to put your special on YouTube, you you better know when you hit upload. Watch this, man. Yeah. And you know, because some people upload and go, I hope this is good. I hope this catches. I think we got it. I think, I think it's good, man. <laughs> I think, I think that's. I think women will like it. <laughs> You know, but it's like, no, don't put it out there unless you're ready for that. To, because if the algorithm grabs you or you grab it, then the world is your oyster. Yeah. And you're going to make a lot of money and it's, and it'll happen like that. But for the people that are like, where's my snap? It's not happening like that. Uh, it's because you're a little milk toast. Some of it is a little boring and it's just not great. Good on the internet doesn't count anymore. Good on the internet doesn't count. Good. It's got to be fucking great. Great. God Great. damn it, that's so yeah. true. Yeah, good is not good. This is good. Good is death. Good I, is game I had, over. I had the phrase uh, "be undeniable" written in my joke book. That's it. It's such an interesting thing. You and what's so funny? What's so great about you is you are actually undeniable. You are the first person. I said this to someone. Someone said, "What was it like watching Mitch Hedberg?" Uh, mm -hmm. And I was like, "Well, he was. There was a lot of deniable in him. Like you, you could watch Mitch, and he would." bomb he would right. he would tank it he would get in his head and he was he was yeah. yeah he would get in his head and he was still toiling too you could see almost like him trying to figure out really where he fit yeah but and when he killed it was killer but it was sometimes a little bit like oh he's still learning i said i've said this so much i go you don't you do not know to young comics they do not know what it was like to witness you it was it was un it was the definition of undeniable when somebody I was, said recently it was the first I didn't say it. Somebody said, you were the first viral moment really in the internet. And I looked back, I was like, I guess aside from maybe like a band that might've had like something like a Lenny Kravitz was like, I remember a couple of things were happening around me, but comedy, it was like a wasteland. And then suddenly I came through. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was like, yeah. What, what was viral first was my standup. It was, I mean, I, 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 I'll never be able to explain it to someone who wasn't, I remember bringing people, to the store and going where do you see this i remember watching you at a at a at a at a there was a bar i think it was called guys on west third or on third over oh. by the beverly center but it was upstairs Wait, was it the brewery it was the upstairs yeah. one and you played you stood on a fucking box yeah in the corner and everyone ate a dick yeah i remember that the gig. only one that fucking killed and it's so true is that I remember, I don't know why I'm remembering this. I remember watching people not do well in that room 
And my whole thing would be, I would look around and go, who's the energy sucker that for whatever reason is not allowing the comics. And then I remember there was one woman sitting in that crowd one night. And my whole thing was I'm building off of her. I'll yeah. sneak the jokes in, but I'm going to make her the show. People don't give a fuck about me. You're beautiful sitting here with your tits out and da, 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 da. And suddenly I was getting the laughs and then throwing my shit on top of it and learning. Yeah. like That's how you got to sometimes do it, man. Got to throw away the act and build off of what's happening right there. God damn it, man. You make me excited. I, I don't, sometimes I get, Sometimes I get bogged down in my own life, and then I talk to you, and I go, "God damn it, man! I want to think out of the box. I want to be planting flags." See, I, I think if fucking... you, I, I, I'm driving here, and I'm telling Kelsey, I'm like, I'm so excited to talk with Bert today, not only because of just like our history. I said because I look at you like that. I'm like, Bert is always out there. I feel like, oh, from I'm where I'm sitting, whether it's the movie you've got coming up, or another new podcast idea, or the look and the like, the sheen, the aesthetic, and then just your honesty man your transparency you're uh, fucking hilarious oh, thank you and in real time you allow your fans to you know peek in you know regardless of what the topic is and i think that that's that's ahead of what most people are trying to formulate and put out there and you're putting out something very real i think my, my lack of insight is what <laughs> try not to overthink things I yeah guess. i don't yeah. know i mean definitely that's like you know the the path to a dead end is always trying to guess what the path is entirely is jessica alba coming to the premiere no can we get her i'd like to see her she's in. a billionaire can now get, can we get kate hudson <laughs> no. to your premiere she's right. probably also i think that every leading lady i performed jessica simpson sold a billion dollars worth of clothing and jeans and boots did you get to kiss her alba in employee of the month yes oh. yeah yep oh. and then alba I heard she and doesn't then, brush her teeth who okay never mind that's all <laughs> sorry carrie underwood is not dead and jessica simpson has great breath okay great great oh, I'm so, man this is this day is bringing a lot of levity to me <laughs> i was i was looking down the barrel of some hard shit today and now i'm like nice who is the most beautiful woman that you ever had sex with not a name but like on the road somewhere like was there a did, did you ever look back and go man i can't believe were you with a 10 have you ever been with I think, a 10? I think uh, this is going to sound, this is going to sound We're all crazy. Yeah. I think my wife was the one that I was like, I can't believe I'm fucking this. <laughs> I can't believe I'm fucking this. I was like, this. I can't believe I'm fucking this. I hope it sounds as romantic as it feels, but I remember going, I can't believe I get to oh, fuck this. Bert. Oh, fuck. Just everything was perfect. Everything's perfect. I mean, Obviously, she's, she's gotten old, but no, everything was perfect. I remember being like, this can't be real. This can't. Like, I'm getting pranked. Someone's going to come in and get punk me. Do you think that if you had to look back, did you have more sex on the condo couch or in a five-star hotel? I've only had sex with six people. Women. Women. I don't know in your life? People. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Only Including your wife? Including my wife. Yeah. She was number six. She was my, uh, we had, I had a basketball team at a point and then I got an alternate. She, she, uh, <laughs> I did. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I could never turn it off. I could never turn it off. And, and I, it took a special type of work. Any of them prostitutes? None. Oh, no, none. None. Right. Oh, I've dated all of them. I had one, <laughs> okay. one night stand. My numbers are getting slippery. We talked to the girls about this. Yeah. I always thought my wife's numbers were through the roof. My yeah. wife's numbers are around mine. Okay. Um, but I, there was I, the girl I lost my virginity to. I okay. remember having sex with her and being like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. Um, the second one was this girl I dated in college. Uh, 
I remember having sex with her and be like, I'm every chick I've had sex with, I've been like, I can't believe I get to fuck this believe- person. This is fucking crazy. <laughs> I get to put my dick in this. Your inner monologue. In I get to put my dick in There's this. There's never been someone in this. In this. There's never been someone I had Not sex with. Not even her. With. Yeah. In this. There's never been someone I had sex uh, with that I wasn't what I that I didn't. Nah, I take that back. There's there's like I have one one night stand with you. I was the best. I say one night stand, but it wasn't really one night stand, you know. But it was I was the best I ever performed. Okay. And why is that? I have no idea. Raw dogged it, yeah. and I lasted forever. And I was and our and it was like I ran into her, oddly enough, in uh, in Hawaii. I was doing the blue note. This is a while back. My yeah, family's yeah. at the hotel, <laughs> and she showed up green, in the green room. What? And she was like, in the hey, green room. In the oh green room. God. She goes, they go, hey, do you know this girl? Dot dot dot. And I went, I I do. And by the way, when you've only had sex with six people, th- that name yeah, rings. And then this is the one. Yeah, immediately. One and I was like, I do. And yeah. they're like, and you're uh, like, that was the best I ever did. That's the best I've ever performed. Yeah. And they're like, she's wondering if she can come into the green room. I was like, definitely. Oh, wow. She looked fantastic. Yeah. And I just thought, I was like, by the way, she was so cool about it afterwards. Like, I'd never, I had a real. After hor- the green room or after the no, sex? No, no, after the sex. Like, she was so <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah. Like, everything about her was cool. And I was like, I'm not that cool. Like, I, I should never do that again. I can't keep up with her. She's uh, she looks great. She's got a kid. I follow her kid. <laughs> follow. I follow her kid. I follow her kid on Instagram. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh fuck! Uh, congratulations, Dane. <laughs> been a great fucking podcast i man. love it man i fucking dude i love you you're yeah. an inspiration to not oh. just to me but to all of us i'm mm-hmm. telling you you are uh i'm so fucking excited for this i can't Thanks, wait man. for the premiere i can't wait for the premiere It'll, i promise what am we're I gonna have a blast. Wear? you can wear, just, um, wear whatever jeans dude. a t-shirt yeah, fucking oh, be you okay, man okay, completely okay. be you come uh-huh, on uh-huh. whatever <laughs> maybe uh yeah yeah, yeah yeah slow down that is day. there gonna be alcohol there oh wait of I'm, I'm sober you're sober? Well, not now, but I will be then. You will be. Sober okay. October. Yeah. Sober so I, October. I, yeah, okay, cool. Drink. That's why I'm drinking now. It's like There will be drinking. a little alcohol there at the after, but no. At the beginning, you'll have some popcorn when you go into the Ooh. theater. Yeah. Can I bring Leanne? Yeah. Okay. Of course. Hey, Leanne. Plus one. She in there? All right. I, I, have, I, I just realized after my third beer, I was supposed to pick up my daughter today. All right. And I was like, okay, I guess I can get someone to do that. Go ahead. Yeah. Do your thing, man. Um, this, is, this was awesome, though. And you know what, dude? Is Leanne you, in there? Hey, tell her to come in for a second. She, oh, she's going to get fucking nervous. She is? Oh, yeah. She's like, I can't go to no premiere. What am I going to wear? No. She can wear whatever. Is Jessica can. Alba going to be there? <laughs> she will be there. Is that who? Uh, what? Oh, look. No, she goes, I'm so sorry. Hey, Leanne. October 4th, we're going to the premiere of Dane's. I'm inviting you to the premiere of above it all and i would love for you oh to God. attend yeah. you know what you can wear whatever you want it's very low-key <laughs> okay. it's a, it's a it's a stand-up yeah. comedy show on the big screen so i'm kind of like i just want people to come like and just be able to it's that man's chinese tlc chinese yeah. theater awesome. yeah Thank yeah you. yeah so it's gonna yeah. be so great what are you, what are you, what are you no doing? i just excited you i've never been to a i've been to one premiere have you oh, ever been you to actually go oh, oh, you're oh, gonna be here. oh yeah no no hold on did you think he was just inviting you? She was my date. I was confused. It wasn't a date. I was like, oh, I'm happy to go. No problem. <laughs> the end of the night, maybe you'll be like, I can't believe I'll I'm pick, fucking I'll pick this. you up at six. Yeah. It's, it's you and me. You start drinking around five. <laughs> 
I'm glad that you're gonna come. Oh, it'll be great. It'll be so it'll be a so fucking fun. blast. It'll be a fucking blast. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, thank you, buddy. You Congratulations, it, man. Dude, man. Absolutely, brother. Fuck yeah. Awesome. America. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.